Good day, all you beautiful people. I am your host, Chris Champagne. This is Toaster Tubby Time, and I am medicated for your amusement. Another issue of Toaster Tubby Time. This is issue seven. I am your host, Chris. And today I want to talk a little bit about nostalgia. That sounds like a good thing, and I'll probably ramble off on little tangents. Um, one thing that I really miss from when I was a kid uh, there was a McDonald's that was situated on the main drag in my town. And again, this is the, the 80s, so they had those styrofoam clamshells, which I miss those so much. And I miss those Happy Meal toys that turned into robots, and they looked like the the clamshells for them, the quarter pounder. They had the big breakfast one. Um, but the thing that I always loved about going to this McDonald's is right in the area where the little playscape was, uh, you had those little hamburger seats and whatnot. And, you know, in hindsight, your parents really loved you because they chose to sit in that area with you. And those seats are God uncomfortable, but they did want to sit there with you just to be with you. And it was a good time overall. But the one thing that was fantastic was when you walked in, as you're looking at it, you know, you're facing head on, you walked in through the right hand side, there was the counter and then right next to that, to the left, was the play area. And then further to the left was a little, I want to say, probably four by five booth. That was the drive through booth. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, how did they get the food from point A to point B? This McDonald's had the coolest thing ever. There was a little conveyor belt that went from the counter, went up went all the way across the playscape area and then down back into the drive-thru area. They had sodas in the drive-thru area, so there was no chance of spilling from that. But just watching the food go over when you're a kid and you're in a playscape, somebody would go through the drive-thru and all of a sudden you see the food going across. That was the most entertaining thing. So yes, I was an easily entertained child. So that was always kind of a, a highlight of my visits to McDonald's when I was younger. Um, as I started to get a little bit older past the, the stage of wanting to play in the play area, if we ever went to McDonald's and we did sit down, we always sat right in the front, as it would be, of the building so that my dad could look outside and watch the traffic go by. Um, not sure exactly why. Um, I know he's told me stories. Uh, there's a main overpass for one of our interstates in the town, and you can kind of see it from there, uh, 84 in Connecticut. And he told us stories about how when he was a kid, 
they would go walking down this main strip and his dad was actually working on the construction of that overpass, uh, told us stories about how he would pick on them. He'd kind of try and get their attention by throwing pieces of wood to get their attention, not at them, around them. Please don't think there was anything malicious going on. Um, apparently there were a lot more and different stores there. Another one of my favorite things that we did when I was a kid was there was a store called Caldors. I'm not sure if it was just regional Northeast or if it was countrywide, if you do remember it and there, you know, orange, yellow, and brown rainbow that they had very seventies motif. It was super seventies and super fantastic just to think about this now. Uh, one of my favorite things there was after we did all of our shopping and whatnot, we would always make sure we stopped and got a pretzel because there was a little customer service desk and they had uh, pretzels that you could buy, just hot salted pretzels. And those things were just, they were the best. Whenever we heard we were going to Caldors, it was always just, yay, we're going to get pretzels. It was a, a, a fantastic treat for a young kid. I know I talked about it a little bit before, but growing up, uh, my parents did not have a lot of money. Uh, my mom worked as a waitress, um, then started working as a manager at a restaurant called Brannigan's. Um, and my dad would work second shifts, third shifts, whatever they needed him to. So we lived in HUD housing uh, which was actually fantastic. HUD apartments are kind of great, or I should say they were kind of great. I don't know what they're like now. I have not had any experience with it, but there were always kids around. So I had a few really good friends, uh, my friend Andy, my friend Jacob, my friend Scott, uh, my friend Ronnie. And on the street that this apartment complex was on. There were a few complexes. There was a little pond. I don't know how, but there were, I don't know if they're indigenous to the area, but there was always little crayfish in that pond. So we'd always find sticks and we'd try and hunt crayfish. We'd bring a bucket and we'd you know get them and we'd put them in a bucket and then we'd bring them home. And uh, I think only my friend Ronnie's dad was willing to cook them and we were all just too terrified to eat them but we felt like little hunter gatherers. <laughs> we did a lot of really fun and stupid things. I remember when hurricane Gloria came through in the eighties, uh, there was so much flooding and whatnot in the area. The sidewalks were just completely covered with two to three inches of water. So we'd all kind of get tubes and we would just, float down the sidewalk. It really was a, a fun time to grow up as a kid. And as a kid, you don't realize what you have and what you don't have. So really for us, it was what we had and it was amazing. And nobody really talked about the things that they had back then, or at least not that I can recall or ever really recognized or noticed that people would talk about the things that they had so it, it was a simpler time. I would like to say a lot more of what we did was kind of based in our imagination. Uh, there was always this 
one house, and I say always was because it was always there, but next to my elementary school, there was this house and there were windows all over this house. And you could see the house because the the play area, the kickball court, the jungle gym, uh, the swings, all of that stuff was really in the front of the building. It wasn't in the back of the building. So we could see the cars passing by when you're playing, but you always looked at that house. We always had weird stories about what was going on at that house because it looked almost, and if you can imagine, almost all of the sides were glass. So it it really did bring to light that people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Not that anybody did or we saw, but it was just one of those things that we had never seen again as children. And still to this day, I have not seen a lot of it except in like super weird movies like the glass house or 13 ghosts, but not a huge house, just a regular sized ranch with all glass walls. So we would always just make up interesting stories as to what we thought was interesting. Unfortunately, I can't remember any of them right now because there were just so many of us trying to come up with weird and different ideas. And I mentioned earlier that we would try to take turns jumping or chickening out off of the retaining wall. So a little bit of creating a vision for you. Uh, One of the last buildings in these complexes, so there were probably about six to eight building you know, apartments in each building. So one of the far corner ones had right behind it, there was a retaining wall where you, obviously the grading had dropped. And when it starts at one end of the building, it's about two feet high. And you, we kind of just went up it and you could go the path that was just walked so much along it and not just be on the retaining wall, but you'd walk all the way across these, the back of this eight apartment building. And by the time you got to the last one, the retaining wall had, you know, with the grade had gone up. So it was about 10 feet tall and you're jumping down into just this gray gravel. So we would climb up there and we'd all stand there and kind of take bets as to who would jump or, you know, obviously tease people if they didn't jump. I think we all took turns at different points jumping off of the retaining wall. Uh, Thankfully, nobody was ever hurt because that would have put an end to jumping off the retaining wall. And that would have been sad for us because these were the little misadventures that we like to have. Um, We always tried to see if we can get the the storm storm grate off of the sewer down to see if we can get in there. We could never do it. We tried many sticks to try and get leverage to pull that off, but unfortunately that never happened. Probably fortunately for all of us, because who knows what would have been down there. And the apartment complex itself is just... It was overall very interesting. There were a lot of interesting people who lived there. The uh, over-eccentric religious lady who used to scream out the door for her kids to come home. There was the guy who lived down at the end of my building in the complex who 
taught me how to feed squirrels peanuts, which was pretty cool. There were a couple playscapes in the area. There was a little tennis court. There was a semi-public pool for the residents in the area. So it was it was a good, interesting way in the 80s to grow up. Um, there's another story of a swimming pool in town that is going to require pretty much a full episode. Um, uh, that one might be called How Am I Not Dead Yet? Uh, maybe volume one, volume two. I, I have a lot of experiences of How Am I Not Dead Yet from my childhood that should be rather interesting to hear about. Uh, I can't wait to tell the one about the the swimming area in my town. But, yeah, my childhood was filled with a lot of really good memories, a lot of really fun and fond memories, uh, stupid little things that people took for granted at the time and they still might take for granted. But when you think about them and you kind of just put them into context, it just really creates memories of who you were and who you are as a person. And one kind of final memory nostalgia thing that I want to bring up and I want to know if anybody else has these memories. And if I do, I'm probably gonna, gonna trigger you and you're gonna want to hate me for this because you're gonna spend money. But the other thing that I loved when I was a kid was going to Pizza Hut because in the eighties they had a reading promotion where every time you read a book, you got a star. And when you get X amount of stars, then you can go to Pizza Hut with your family. Nice sit down Pizza Hut with the salad bar and all. And that collection of stars for the books that you read then equated to a free personal pan pizza. And that was one of the highlights of the week to go and get your personal pan pizza. Those red plastic uh, textured glasses, playing Space Invaders or Centipede, whatever arcade game was there when you walked in the door while you wait for your table. And really an arcade game while you're waiting for your table makes you realize as a kid that wait wasn't that long. So that was always a fun thing. But yes, getting my free personal pan pepperoni pizza from Pizza Hut was something that I loved very much. And because of that, I learned to read and read and read a lot. So much Judy Bloom, so much Beverly Cleary, uh, so much stuff that I just can't even remember at this point in time. But I read whatever I could read to get my stars so that this way I could get my pizza. Because once I got my pizza, I knew we would go to Pizza Hut. So yes, I hope that you're thinking about Pizza Hut now because I'm thinking about Pizza Hut and there's no Pizza Huts around me. That makes me a little bit sad. But anyways, with this bum ticker, I probably shouldn't be having all of that grease and pepperoni. And on that note, I am going to say I hope to hear from you soon and I will talk to you soon. Have a great day. It's the way you walk, it's the way you talk, it's the way you shine. It's the way that This is my life